powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, and welcome to the program where this is Tony Richards, and I'm going to give you more big ideas today. I've got some fabulous, fabulous guests lined up over the next several weeks, just to sort of give you a teaser. My dear, dear friend of many, many years, Rick H. Sinclair is going to be here on the program with us. Richard Newman will be here, John Robertson and Karen Reed, the fabulous Karen Reed is going to be here for her second appearance on Better Than Before. And today here on the program, no guests today, but I'm going to focus on the four important components for leaders who want to coach toward focus of performance with your people. And I'm also going to have five great quotes to inspire you in the coming week. Should be a good show. This program is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, and right now, I want to focus on Four components of leading your people for performance. And so, yes, I talk a lot about elite level performance, and those are the types of people that I coach. But what about the leader who's just kind of getting going and you want performance out of your people? You don't want to deal with excuses. You don't want to deal with misclarification or even worse, no clarification. Uh, I was just doodling around a few minutes ago with something that I want to post on my social media, which is kind of how I do it. I write those things and I journal them and mess with them until I get them to where I feel like they make sense and they sound pretty good. But I had one that said every time, and I don't have it completely finished, but I want to give you the gist of it. Every time that voice in your head says, don't ask that question. Don't ask for clarification. 
don't have the conversation because you don't want to look stupid. You're about to look really dumb and stupid because not asking the question, not having the conversation and not getting the clarification is going to make you look really, really bad. So I would just say for you on the side where you're reporting to someone, and I know that voice, and I've coached a lot of people that have heard that voice, and I've heard people say that out loud, like, well, I I don't want to ask him that, or I don't want to ask her that because I don't want to look dumb. You're about to look really dumb, you know, so go ahead, bite your lip, ask the question, have the conversation, get the clarification. Because you're about to proceed into looking very, very silly, foolish, and dumb. All right. If you want to coach and lead for performance with your people, and you want performance to be at the forefront of your conversations, there's basically four things that I think you've really got to key in on in those one-on-ones or those coaching sessions where you're laying out what you're putting the person in for the project, or you're putting them in a particular role, or you're putting them in a position. So let me get to number one here. Probably the most important thing about leading people for performance is you've got to communicate the importance. There's an old proverb, and the proverb is, if the leader lets their people know it's important to them, it will become important to them. When a person knows it's important to you, it should become important to them then. If it doesn't, you probably have the wrong person. Because if they see or hear that something's important to you, and then it's not making it into the important quadrant for them, then you definitely have the wrong person. You can tell when people are coming along to your way of thinking when they start talking like you. So when you say certain things and you key in on those things because you're really trying to get them over with your person, and then you hear them have the same conversation using different words, they don't have it yet. When you say something and it's important to you, and then you hear them have a conversation with somebody and they say it like you said it and the way you said it, now you're on the right track. Now you know it's becoming more important to them. But you got to communicate the importance of both the person and the role. And you don't want to do it fast like you're trying to win a contest. When you're not trying to say the words just as fast as you possibly can so you can get it over with. You want to be genuine and authentic and use feeling with the communication dialogue that you're using. You have to let them know, hey, your success And you being a success here is very important to me. I mean, think about it. Do you want to be the leader of people who don't succeed? Do you want that on your resume that most of the people you coached or led failed? No, you don't. Matter of fact, you want a very high batting average of people that worked with you who succeed and that they've been under your leadership. You want that as a track record or a legacy. I believe basically at the core, people gravitate toward leaders they believe have their best interests at heart. So if someone feels like you have their best interest at heart, they're going to try to get closer to you, not gravitate away. And so you have to then let them know that they are very important to you and their success is very important to you. You also have to let them know, take a breath, make it separate, but very clear 
that the role that you're putting them in is a very important role. If you have roles on your team that aren't important, you don't need them. You just don't need them. You're overstaffed. You are trying to fill something that's not necessary or needed or else every role on your team is important. Every seat on your bus has functions and outcomes and they're very important to the overall organization. And you have to let the person know that they are important to you. Their success is important to you. And this role I'm putting you in, it could be receptionist. The receptionist role is an important role because you make the first impression that people have when they come to our building. People need to feel welcomed when they come to our building. People need to feel as though their issue or problem or request is important. They need to feel as if they've been heard and listened to. Those are all things that are part of your role. The telephone has to be answered before 8. We open at 8. So you have to be here and ready to answer the phone before 8 so that at 8 o'clock, the voicemail goes off and you go live. People can enter the building because you've unlocked the door. You need to do everything you need to do to get ready before eight, because at eight, this show goes live, right? That's how you get across the receptionist role. But you take any role that's under your oversight and put an importance on it and have ready why it's important and communicate that along with the person's success and their personal importance to you as the leader. So you got to communicate the importance of the person, their success, and the role. Number two, you've got to make sure that you're offering security with guidelines and expectations. So in other words, I just want you to know that I picked you for this role, and this is your role as long as you Stay within these guidelines and you meet these expectations. If you stay within these guidelines and you meet these expectations, you're safe. You've got a job here as long as you want to, as long as you're fulfilling these things. So you have to offer them security because a lot of times, and it depends on the role that you're putting them in, some roles can be transformational I believe all roles can be transformational, but let me make my point. A lot of roles are transformational and some roles are transactional. They're just taking the role until a better role comes along with you or someone else. And they're going to trade their occupation of this role for the paycheck you're going to provide. It's a transaction. Your job as a leader is to make it transformational. They come in in this state and while they're here working for you as your report, they get transformed into a higher state. You grow them, you develop them, you work with them so they can stay with the company and stay in the role they're in if they like it and they're happy or go to a higher role if they want to do that. And if they've stayed within the guidelines and fulfilled the expectations, why wouldn't you want to promote them to another role they could grow into? It just makes sense, right? So you give security as long as they stay within these guidelines and you lay those out and they meet these expectations and you have minimum expectations, you have medium ones that they can grow into and you have high expectations that they have to work to get to, right? Number three, 
make others feel part of the plan that are directly involved. So you got other members of the team that are maybe reporting to your reports, but they don't report to you. So you've got to make sure that the people they're reporting to, which are your reports, understand they need to connect the dots for those people and show them how they come into work every day and help us be successful as a company. So if they're the person who's assisting the sales department administratively, managers will say, well, you know, the salespeople have metrics, but we don't have metrics for support people and blah, blah, blah. Connect the dots for them about the things that they need to be doing so the whole company can be successful. You've got to take the time to sit down and show them the importance and guidelines and expectations of their role and how they can connect the dots to make sure that they've got their hands on the row of the boat and they're rowing along with everybody else. And anybody that isn't rowing is not helping us get where we want to be. As long as you're in your seat, you've got an oar and you're rowing, then you're helping us. You, you know, that's good. That's good for me. But you got to connect those dots to make sure they understand what that is, what it looks like, what it feels like, what success looks like. And number four, you got to give direct credit for good performance and you got to give affirmation for effort. I was in a supermarket lately, and there's these two teenage guys at the end helping bag for the checkers. And I'm standing there, and the checker is trying to wait on the one guy, and he's not moving things and getting them bagged. I look over. The other checker is waiting on her bagger. He's not getting things bagged. They're talking back and forth with each other, and they're joking, and they're laughing, and they're having a big old time. But I'm standing there as the customer and somebody's standing over in the other row. And there's three people behind us with their shopping carts waiting for these guys to get finished with their joking and laughing. Now, yes, they're teenagers. That's when they need to be instructed. That's when they need to be taught. Don't wait till they're 25 years old and all these bad habits take root. So me being a coach who cannot turn it off, who at my heart has good things in my heart for people thought I can help here. So I said, Hey, you guys, you need to bag the groceries. People are waiting. The baggers need your help. People want to get their groceries. It's a Saturday. They want to get through here. They want to get out of here, whether or not they're afraid of catching COVID or whether or not they want to get home to have lunch with their family, or maybe they want to get home to watch the ball game. You guys need to stop your laughing and joking and you need to. And the one kid looks up at me and goes, we're trying. And so right there, that shows you that that kid has already learned a bad habit. What's the bad habit? Always try to state your effort to not take ownership of the results. People will do that constantly. Well, we worked hard at it, but where's the result? Look, employers hire people with minimum expectations and the minimum expectations are that you're going to try and that you're going to work hard. You don't get extra points for that. You don't get compensated for trying and working hard. No, that gets you into the company. That gets you admission with the expectation that you're going to try and work hard. What gets you a better paycheck is results, bagging people's groceries, making sure the bags are the way they're supposed to be. People have everything in their cart, that the cart is packed the way it should be. 
groceries aren't spilling out into the floor and that people are shuffled on out to their vehicle in a timely fashion. I mean, why people don't tell these people these things. I don't understand. And I look up and there's a manager. It looked like he's in his early twenties and he's walking around in the aisle looking like he doesn't really want to talk to anybody. And like, if anybody makes eye contact with him, he's going to like run the other way. And it's just a shame because I know there's probably managers way up in their career that they don't get these four things that I'm talking about. And so I'm just trying to help you. And those teenage kids, hopefully that's a lesson they remember that some customer looked them in the eye and said, you know, try and don't count and hard work don't count. The only thing that counts is results. You guys need to stop your laughing and joking and bag groceries because the baggers need your help. The customers need your help. That's what you're here to do. Hopefully they take that and they have a good life because of it. Cause it's dang good advice. You want to affirm for effort, right? I wasn't going to tell them good job because that's not what they deserve. They only get a good job when they get a result and the results weren't being achieved. So you give direct credit. Hey, Kayla, we wouldn't have been able to do this without you. I just want you to know how important you are and how great it is that you did this for us. And at the same time, you really worked hard. And I want you to know you're going to have a job here for a long time because you're a hard worker. See, I'm affirming the effort, but I'm also giving credit for the good performance. If the performance isn't there, you don't need to always affirm the effort. That just reinforces to them that results of any kind are okay as long as you try or as long as you work hard. And that's just not true. That's minimum acceptable standards. That was your ticket for entry. That is not a result that is to be applauded or affirmed. Now, if someone is just being trained and it's their first or second day on the job, yeah, maybe you want to affirm them to help them build some confidence and make them feel more comfortable. But after that, you're going to cut the mustard or you're not. And we're going to applaud you for doing it. And we're going to coach you for not, but we're sure not going to say, well, at least you tried hard. No, do not make it a consolation prize for not getting results. That's just ridiculous. Give direct credit for good performance and affirmation for effort. So I hope you got all four of those four components of leading for performance. Communicate the importance of the person, their success, and the role. Number two, give security with guidelines and expectations. Number three, make others that are not your reports part of the plan. Connect the dots and make sure they understand how they are directly involved in the success of the whole company. And number four, Give direct credit for good performance and give affirmation for effort when the performance is achieved. Stand by. I've got five quotes to inspire your week coming up next here on Better Than Before. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. 
Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, and I've got five quotes to inspire you this week. Number one, if you can't laugh at it, you're losing. Jim Call. Number two, life is either a daring adventure or it's nothing. Helen Keller. Number three, to dare is to lose one's footing immediately. Not to dare is to lose oneself. Soren Kierkegaard. Number four, to be prepared against surprise is to be trained. To be prepared for surprise is to be educated. James P. Carse. And number five, every single day is an opportunity to create a living masterpiece. Mike Jervis. That's our show today. Better Than Before is brought to you by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Special thanks, as always, to super producer Tessa Hall. And until we visit again next week, I'll have a guest here. I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you, everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.